know, there's a lot of fear in the world today. In your life and in mine. And, but the scripture tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit to know that God is in control and that God will take care of you and me. No matter what we're facing, no matter what comes our way, God will take care of you. We sing that song, don't we? In your Bibles, in the book of Luke, in chapter 21 and verse 26, we'll get to our scripture reading later on. But in Luke 21, 21 in verse 26, notice what our Lord in the previous scriptures is describing. He's describing the destruction of Jerusalem. Our Lord predicted that Jerusalem's destruction would come in, in seven, about 78 A.D. and would cause men to be overwhelmed with fear. In Luke 21, in verse 26, the Bible says, Men's hearts failing them, fainting, not working as they should for fear. For looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You see, again... The thought here is this event would, be, would cause men to be overwhelmed with fear. In this reference to that event of that destruction of Jerusalem, and you go back up in verse 20, and he makes that reference and using the word desolation. And again, with all of these things said, it reminds me of our times that we live in now. But you know, the Bible has a lot to say about fear and the Christian. The Bible says that we can overcome our fears. And this is a battle that you and I find throughout the whole Bible. In the book of Genesis in chapter 3, in verses 9 and 10, you yeah, I got your Bibles, right? Let's get them out and get them working. It's important that you hear this and read it. But in Genesis 3, 9 through 10, 9 and 10, Adam hid from God. Why? Because he had sinned, he was naked, he was ashamed. 
And he heard God walking through the garden. And he went and hid himself. Why? Notice it's there in the scripture. Because of what? Fear. He was afraid. In the, in the book of Numbers, in chapters 13 and 14, Israel feared the Canaanites. Twelve spies went in, ten come back with a negative report. Two, Caleb and uh, Joshua were the ones who stayed faithful and said, we, are, 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 we're, we can overtake this. But fear dismayed and overwhelmed the rest of them. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 15, and verse 24, Saul was giving, given, King Saul was giving a, 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 a command by the Lord to go and destroy, utterly destroy the Amalekites. And Saul failed to wipe them out because what? He feared the people. In the book of 1 Kings in chapter 19 and verse 13, you know the story well. Elijah had all the prophets of Jezebel killed. And her husband went in and told her, that what Elijah had all your prophets killed. And he what? Feared for his life. He ran some 20 miles to hide. He was afraid. He feared the wrath of Jezebel. Following the death of our Lord, in John chapter 20 and verse 19, it says that the apostles hid in fear of the Jews. Our great Savior, Jesus, was crucified. Their leader was gone, per se. And they ran and hid in fear. On over in the book of Luke in chapter 22, in verses 54 through 62, Fear contributed to Peter, if you remember, on the night of his arrest, that he denied our Lord three times. We could go on and on and on with Scripture talking about fear. Fear is real. Fear is not something that has come just since the, the pandemic Fear has been in our lives uh, ever since the existence of the world. Now, a good kind of fear is good. When it keeps us from doing things that are opposed to God's will. But this morning, fear can overwhelm you and me. Fear has many negative consequences. And let me tell you this morning, the devil will use that fear in you and me 
to keep us away from God, to keep us away from doing what God wants us to do. I'm afraid that I, I, I can't get all I need to get done or I, I'm afraid that, I, that if I do this, I, I, this is going to be this consequence. If I do this, I'm afraid that, that it's going to do this. Whatever the case may be, fear often rules our life. And it should not. <clears throat> you know, we know that we're not promised tomorrow. If all the things that we need to get done today doesn't get done, and if the, should the Lord come back, guess what? It won't matter with it. But should we live another day? We'll do what we need to do in that day. But it has a negative impact on our faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says to you and me, says that we walk by faith and not by sight. I have faith in my God that he's going to take care of me in all the situations that I may find myself. Now there's a catch to that. If I'm doing what God wants me to do. If I'm obeying God. If I'm being faithful to God and God is number one in my life. In our scripture reading this morning in Matthew 14... In 28 through 31, the Lord is in the boat and he tells them, don't be afraid. It is I. Peter says, Lord, bid me to come to you. Let me come to you. And his faith led him to step out upon the stormy seas. It was a storm. And you know the whole summation of that is this, as long as Peter kept his eyes on who? Jesus. He was able to walk on the water and keep going forward. But as soon as fear arose and he began to focus on the waves and the wind and all the things around him, what did he do? He sunk like a rock. You see, that's the message for us. When we take our eyes off of God and Jesus and we see the waves and the wind and the thunder and the lightning, we begin to sink in life. And we sink into despair of sin. It can negatively impact others. Our fear this morning can negatively impact others. 
You know, since the pandemic started, there are some people who still will not come back to church. Why? Because they're afraid. God says, now, I want to be very sensitive to our elderly people and, and those who have conditions. I understand that. But because of fear, there are some who still have not come back. And it impacts us. It makes the church discouraged sometimes when we see people who don't put God first, who are not willing to sacrifice some time in their life to come and study God's Word. And it negatively impacts God's work. Matthew 28, 18, 19, you know the scripture well. The Great Commission, go into all the world, preach the gospel, teaching them and baptizing them, teaching them to observe all things which I've commanded you. Fear isolates and freezes out the work of God. I'm afraid, someone says. <clears throat> I want you, when we're troubled, do you remember several weeks ago, I said, I told you the story of Franklin Camp, who I was out preaching, his house burned and lost everything in it and children. And he said during that time that he spent more time in the book of Psalms than any other book in the Bible. Go with me to the book of Psalms in chapter 6. And as we read a few verses together, Some believe that David was the psalmist who wrote this. Let's start with me in verse 2. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak, I'm troubled, I'm perplexed. O Lord, heal me. For my bones are vexed. I'm afraid. Can you relate to that? David is saying when he says I'm weak, he says I'm troubled. And it's kind of like us today saying that with this situation and with what's going on, I am just spent. I can't do any more. And he goes on and he says, I'm sore, I'm vexed, I'm afraid. Will this suffering, will this fear ever end? 
with this situation that I'm in and the feelings that I'm having and all the things I'm struggling with, will it ever end? Is what David's saying. Can you relate? I can. There's been times in my life that I've been in that darkest moment. You go on in that scripture and go down to verse 6. He says, I am weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with tears. And in verse 7, my eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. You go back to verse 6. When you had fear and worry, it's like us saying, I just can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep because of what all is going on. In verse 7, he says, My eyes are consumed because of grief. It waxeth over. And, and he says, uh, he, he goes on and says, My couch is swimming. Verse 6, I make my bed to swim. And in verse 7, when he says there, the waxeth old and consumed, he said, I've cried until I can't cry anymore. Can you relate to that? I've cried until I can't cry anymore. There's no tears left inside. I'm spent. I'm overwhelmed. I'm perplexed. Because I have this fear that is ruling my life. Now, real quickly, I want you to go over with me a few pages in that Song of Psalms to chapter 23. <clears throat> this is a psalm that I say that calms the soul. It calms my soul. Many times in funerals we read this. There's been times when I've read it, when I've stood by the, the walls of death that a body is being placed into, a psalm that calms the soul. Notice with me just a few thoughts. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Go back to the very beginning. And I want us to break this down into two segments. God is my shepherd. I will not fret. I will not worry. And the other is God is my shepherd. And I will not fear. Verse 1, he says, he makes me to lie down. You know, the children of Israel, as they were leaving Egypt, they were pressed. They were against the waters. And... Egypt's army, Pharaoh's army was behind them and remember what they were told, stand still. Stand still and know your God will save you. They had fear. But he makes me to lie down. And let me suggest to you this morning, when you're in those situations of fear and worry and fretfulness, just stop and rest God says I'm your shepherd you won't want he maketh me to lie down to stop and let me suggest to you this morning that when you're in those situations in that darkest moment of fear and worry. Stop and rest and get ready to be amazed at what God is going to do for you. He leads me by still waters. I want to suggest to you this morning to stop and rest. But think about He's leading you. You know, this morning someone is trying to control your life right now. You say, well, what do you mean? It's either your boss, a friend. You're following somebody today. Some may be following another person in their ways. You may be following Satan, the devil. You may be following God, and that's great. But we have got to understand in these moments in our lives that he leads me. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me. We need to listen to God. Listen 
to God. Stop and rest. He maketh me to lie down. He leads me by side the still waters. Something or someone is leading you this morning. We need to listen to him. Notice what he says there. Restoreth my soul. He restores my soul. You know what the reference is to that? It's what they call a cast, cast sheep. That it's where a sheep has so much wool that that sheep becomes top heavy. And when that sheep becomes top heavy, he gets over and falls over and gases begin to build and it eventually will kill the sheep. But thankfully, that sheep has what? A shepherd that comes along and saves the sheep and puts him back upright. The Lord is my shepherd. And he comes along and he sets me back upright. In my deepest of fear and worry, You see, this morning we need to let God be in our life. He leads me. He says, stop and rest and listen. Listen to God. And let God take control of those things in your life that we have no control over. And let me tell you this morning that God will not play tug of war with you. God picks up his side of the rope and you pick up your side of the rope and you begin to tug against God and God eventually will just lay his rope down because he will not play tug of war. Let God work it out. But notice, he restores my soul. He leads me where? In the paths of righteousness. Of what's right. What's in this Bible will take you to heaven. But you've got to be willing to do what's in this Bible. You've got to be able to let God be your shepherd. You've got to let God do his part and not play tug of war. He says he will lead us in the paths of righteousness, his way, his will, his commandments, his way of doing things, his way of thinking when it comes to all these things in the world that our government has messed up. And mankind has messed up. And always remember, always, 
Hear me, young people, older people. Always, always, always do what God has said to do. The path of righteousness. And when you do this, this will bring glory to God. Real quickly, in closing, the last thought, I will not fear. God is my shepherd. I will not fear. Four things right here to help us not fear, to be afraid. In verse 4, God is there. You are with me. God's there. In that darkest hour of fear and worry and concern and disappointment and anger and all these things, God is there. Number two, God does really care for you. He cares for you. Number three, in the rest of that psalm, he's preparing the way for you. And four, God shares in our affliction of our problems. He shares. His rod and his staff comforts me. So in closing, we got a test. Okay. See if you can get it. What are the first three words of Psalm 23? The Lord is. Right? The Lord is. You're doing good so far. But now I want you to think about the last four words of Psalms 23. And it says, The Lord forever. Verse 3. Of the, the Lord is forever. So now put them together. The Lord is the Lord forever. Think about that. The first three words and the last four. The Lord is the Lord forever. He will take care of you. He will dissipate all the fear. God demands that we fear him. Matthew 10 and verse 28. We must lean upon God and trust in Him. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10. The Lord is the Lord forever. This morning, are you trusting in the Lord?
Oh, many, many today are focused on the resurrection of Christ. That's a good thing. But you know what? We as Christians are commanded to focus every first day of the week. Every first day. And focusing on Christ and his death and burial and resurrection should take away our fear. We talked about fear today. A lot of people are afraid of dying. They're afraid of dying. If you're afraid of dying, something's wrong. Because when I die, I'm released of all of this right here in this world. All of the, I don't have to go back to work. I don't have to do, I don't have to do nothing. We go and be with God. One of the things I brought out in that funeral yesterday for the infant was look at what this little fellow will never have to face. We know babies, our Lord says, that except you become as a little child, you cannot go to heaven. So let's look at a child. A child is innocent. A child doesn't know sin. A child is is very very forgiving, and Jesus said, "Unless a child become like, or someone become like a child, they can't go to heaven." So, look at that. Think about it. Fear, fear can keep you from responding to the gospel. Fear can keep you from repenting and confessing and being baptized for remission of your sins. The devil's got you right where he wants you. Fear can keep you from doing a lot of things. But just remember, the Lord is forever. The Lord is the Lord forever. So this morning, maybe you need to become a Christian. We encourage you to do that. Maybe you need to repent of sins. Confess them. Let us pray for you and pray with you. This morning, whatever your need may be, please come. Together we stand as we sing.